Hello everyone, welcome to the the Sheepsville podcast, episode fucking three. How you all doing? Everybody good? I'm feeling a bit better today. Decided to take a break from social media. I don't know, it was, uh, it was getting into my head man. Starting to start feeling a couple of wires coming loose in the old the old brain, you know. Because social media will do that to you. You get too much of it. You still get like because I'm at that point now where I felt like I was dependent on it, constantly having to be on like, oh, what's happening? Thinking that I'll miss something. Even though I don't think I've ever, like, not missed anything in my life. I've been on social media. Like, when I go, if I go on Facebook, I'm just scrolling through fucking a shit pile of fucking memes and inspirational quotes and fucking posts from armchair politicians. And it's like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> Sitting there swiping my fucking phone. Even like fucking Instagram. And you're fucking swiping through people's people's photos that they just had to take. Because Instagram was born out of that generation of people that just have to take pictures of fucking everything. Like, every little thing has to be documented. As if, like, no one in the future is ever going to believe that they had fucking clams for their tea. Or some pish like that. Who even cares? Who's even even going to argue that point? Ten years from now, you're telling them a story. I remember we went out to this restaurant and we had uh, clams for tea. Who's sitting there going like, God, did you fuck? I want proof. I want some fucking cold hard evidence that suggests that you had clams. Where's the receipt? Well, you know what, actually? I've got a fucking photo on my Instagram. I mean, who's going to fucking... Who cares? It's like people just like have to document everything because they think that nobody's going to believe them. You know the people that like you'll go out and they they look at the world through through the through their phone screen. I wonder if they've actually seen the world in real life. Sometimes. You ever been on? You've everybody's probably been on a night out, like or a day out, with people. Where, like, it's every fucking split second they're getting their phone out. Photo! Photo, come on! Everybody get in! Get a photo in front of that building, we'll get a a photo in front of this fucking... public toilet. We don't know how long they're going to be around for, we need to fucking... We need proof that we've been been around the fucking... uh, the toilets that the builders use. 
You know what I mean? That's what that's the kind of people that Instagram's for. And yeah, I use Instagram. But I'm not constantly posting photos of this, that and the next thing. Oh look how great my life is. I did this today. Oh look at me jumping off as dropping off this rock into the water. Yeah. Hope you jump off that rock and fucking die. I'll be like that's that's what would interest me. Don't just show me a video of you jumping off a fucking rock. Show me show me you doing it off a cliff into shark infested waters. That's that's something to put on your fucking Instagram. Cause that that's something you that you would need proof of. I jumped off a cliff into shark infested waters. Did you fuck? What was this for, jackass? Well, no, just jumping off a rock in a wee fucking river. Anybody could believe that. And it's not that exciting. All you did was drive up to a wee fucking place with a river and a fucking wee tiny waterfall or something and jumped off a shit. Anybody could do that. It's not special. It doesn't mean that your life's fucking amazing. And everybody's all jealous and everything. Just fucking simmer down. Put the phone away and just fucking enjoy yourself. And that's what I'm trying to do. So I started... I started putting statuses on Facebook and... Instagram and stuff like that, but... I just... This whirlwind of bullshit that was going on in my head. I just needed to get it out somewhere. Because when I posted the second episode of this podcast, I started to feel all this nervous energy, this anxiety about publishing it because I did all this shit, all that shit about fucking Black Lives Matter and the stabbings and um, people being overly sensitive to jokes and humour. And I never used to be like that. I never used to, I used to be like, oh, fuck this and fuck that and fucking shove your feelings up your fucking cunt hole. And that, to, to be fair, that probably did make me a bit of a dick. But I, beca- I, I sort of became aware of it to the point where I felt like I was losing people. And I thought, come on, I, I should probably rectify that. Maybe start being a bit less of a dick. Start being more polite, kinder. Because there was all that hashtag be kind stuff because apparently I was causing all the fucking suicides in the world. Uh, so yeah, I just got a bit self-conscious, I guess. A bit too self-aware. So I started trying to rectify it and and I I felt the more that I tried to please people, the more that I tried to be the good guy, the nice guy, the more depressed I was feeling. Because I knew it wasn't me. I'm I'm not like the quote unquote nice guy. 
At least I don't think so. Maybe I'm being overly harsh on myself, but I like it. I am the way I am. Like I used to be like I, like I. This is me. Uh, you can love it or hate it, but I'd rather be hated for being myself than be loved for being somebody I'm not. Uh, but then some. I don't know what changed. Something changed in me, and I thought, "No, nah, you're 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 a fucking asshole, mate. You're an absolute prick. People are deleting you off social media. They're erasing you from their life because you're such a fucking asshole." And so I tried to change it. Because somehow all these memes and all these hashtags and everything led me to believe that I was to blame. I was a part of the problem. Because coming out and and speaking your mind and telling the truth is bad for the world. And that's causing like, people to go and fucking hang themselves in their fucking garage. And run warm baths and tan their wrists. But then I realised, no, fuck this. Because then you do, it doesn't help either. You're getting all this shit shoved in your face all the time. People posting fucking political memes of like and social memes about fucking oh, be like uh, microaggressions and fucking don't say this, don't say that, don't say don't do the next thing. And you just get confused because it starts to contradict itself. Like, right, you're telling me to fucking not do this, but then you're telling me to do this. It's the same fucking thing. What am I doing? Am I shutting up? Am I fucking speaking up? Am I, what What am I doing? Do you want me to get my fucking cock out and helicopter for you on the fucking screen? What the fuck do you want me to do? It, it was all just a, getting a bit overwhelming and I was starting to panic and worry about it too much. So I thought, fuck this, uninstall, uninstall, uninstall. So now I'm a free man. I can get back to just fucking saying whatever I fucking want and thinking however I fucking want. Because it's not like I'm an evil person. Like, I'm not racist. I'm not fucking sexist. Fuck, I should have turned off the fucking vibrate on this. Every time I get a fucking notification, you're going to hear the vibration. That happened in the first episode, I rectified it in the second episode, but I forgot to do it before I started recording. So I apologise if you hear any in this fucking episode, but oh well. But yeah, so far so good on the, the quitting social media for a wee while. Because that's the thing, it's like, I've always prided myself on being, like, an authentic person. Like, what you see is what you get. Like, I'm my, I'm me and no apologies. And people, they like to post all those inspirational quotes and everything like that. It's like, oh, you are stronger than you think and uh, always be yourself and all that kind of thing. It's like, but what they really mean is, like, be yourself as long as 
it's acceptable to them. That's all they mean. Because if like, if you're a racist, they're not going to want you to be yourself, are they? They're not going to like, oh yeah, be yourself. It's like, if that's the way you feel, that's the way you feel. On you go. Knock yourself out, sir. What's that, sir? Oh, I love, I love your white fucking gown. Yeah, wear it with the hood up. Yeah, cut some eye holes in it. What you, was that? You want, you want a shot of a lighter? Oh, is that to burn your wee cross? Yeah, it's on your go. Just express yourself. You are you. Just you be yourself. You are strong. You, you should be proud of who you are. You fucking racist cunt. But like, it, it even stems down to, like, like, like all the stuff about believing in yourself and and sort of having having your own opinions. It's like, oh, think for yourself and all that kind of thing, as long as I agree with it. People can't stand it when you disagree with them these days. It's like they take it as a personal attack. Personal insult. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree. <gasps> how the fuck? How is this possible? The world is the world is on its knee on its knees. He's disagreed with me. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? This can't be. This is not acceptable. I'm going to have to get him sacked from his job. He's fucking agreed. He's fucking disagreed with me. They all have fucking hysterical over it. It's like just because you believe in something doesn't mean it's fucking true. Doesn't mean it's right. But no, like that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to be a bit more authentic. Cause I know I'm annoying. And I know I can be a bit brutal with the truth. Bit blunt, but I'm not evil. Like I don't, I don't wish bad on anybody, unless I really fucking hate them. Unless I think they deserve it. But I don't hate bad on people who fucking because of the way they are, like in in terms of like stuff that they can't control, like disabilities and skin color and all that stuff. Because that's not their fault, and it doesn't. It does not. It doesn't affect me. Like it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't like stop me from doing what I want to do or anything like that. The fact that somebody's got a different coloured skin or somebody's fucking only got about fucking one limb to their name. I mean, I just. I mean, good luck to them. I mean, I hope I hope they have like as good a life as as I have, if not better, because they deserve it as much as anybody else, and it's not their fault. The situation, and the thing is, okay, the disability is obviously like a a disadvantage, but being black or 
Asian or whatever like that shouldn't be shouldn't be thought of as a disadvantage. It obviously is because of the way they've been treated, but it shouldn't be thought of that way. It just always seemed weird to me that it was thought of like like oh oh yeah I've got like people go like they've got sympathy for the fact that they're fucking a different colour. It's like 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 that's a disability in itself. Which is fucking strange. But yeah. Being authentic in 2020 is fucking hard. Because there's certain rules that you have to fucking abide by. These bullshit rules. Anyway. I was reading a thing the other day. That Donald Trump thinks that the coronavirus is a conspiracy. Which isn't a really a shock in itself because, well, it's Donald Trump. Thinks everything's a fucking conspiracy. Probably gets his tea put down to him and he's fucking sitting there like, is this, is this being poisoned? You're trying to poison me. This... Meal is fake peas. He probably just gets paranoid about everything, so he thinks everything's fucking. Everything's out to get him, and every, everything's a conspiracy. But the fact that like the the idea that coronavirus is a conspiracy to get him out of office just made me laugh. Because who has the fucking time and energy to put that plan into fucking motion? Or even think of that plan? I mean, how do they just go down the fucking assassination route? Just put a bullet between his fucking eyes. And just watch the foundation fucking fly all, all over the place like a fucking orange mist. Like somebody's just fucking burst a, a tin of ta- a Fanta or something. But no, somebody's actually sat there. And we're like, oh, dude, I got a plan to get Trump out of fucking office. Yeah, really, man? Like, talk me through it. Well, how's it going to work? Say, so, well, what we do is... I got this virus... But like a like a Trojan horse? Some malware? No, you fucking idiot, an actual virus. But like I've that cabin fever? Kinda. But it doesn't eat your flesh. What we do is we we we'll go to China. Like they like uh, eating all that weird food and shit. And we inject the virus into a bat. A bat? Why a bat? Well, why not? It's easier to inject it into a bat than a fucking scorpion, surely. Bats don't sting you. True. Good point. So we inject it into this bat. And the bat gets taken to one of those little market things... 
where they all go around and fucking eat all the finger food, they're tucking into tarantulas and fucking slaters and cockroaches and shit, some guy decides, I'm gonna stick this bat in my soup, why would he stick the bat in his soup, I don't know, he's fucking Chinese man, they do weird shit, he sticks the bat in his soup, and he eats the soup, yeah, as you, as you do, man. As you do. What else would he do with it? Pour it all over his stomach and start slapping the shit at himself? Exactly. We know he's going to eat it. The plan is full fucking proof. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Keep going. He gets the virus from the bat through the soup. He spreads it. Because this virus, he'll start sneezing and coughing and, sh- and spitting on people and shit. Spreads through China. They got a big population. They're all rubbing shoulders with each other as soon as they leave the house. Sneezing on each other. Spreads quickly. People start dying. People travel. Takes a while for them to get to, get to grips with what's going on. People have already traveled all over the world from China. Things, products are being delivered. It starts to spread all over the world. Eventually, people people dying along the way, like some sort of fucking bat infused holocaust. Eventually it gets to America. Then shit starts hitting the fan here. Cities are getting locked down. Because the deaths are just ramping up. Everybody's looking at the president. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to lock us down? Are you going to let people die? What the fuck are you going to do? Oh man, this, this is sounding too much, man. I don't know about this. It's foolproof, man. It's going to work. Donald Trump's sitting there. He's thinking, oh, it's fake news. There's no coronavirus. People start dying more and more and more. He locks shit down. Then the economy starts to crumble. And you know how much Donald Trump loves fucking money. He's going to be... He's going to be losing his shit over the economy... He's going to bring everything out of lockdown and the deaths are starting to start ramping up again. And everybody's going to blame Trump for all the deaths in America. And people are going to start voting blue in the next election. And that old bastard Joe Biden, he's going to be in. Donald Trump will be out. It's simple. It's foolproof. I'm going to get it going. Are you with me? Do you know what I mean? It's just fucking mental. The whole idea of it. But then Trump's mental. So is it really a surprise that he fucking would actually think that would happen? No. 
It's not. Either way, it's worked. Because I don't, I don't think he will be in office much longer. I think he's fucked because of the way he's dealt with things and some of the stupid shit he's been saying. He's never looked the part, though, is he? That fucking... That daft wig. It looks like fucking... A kid's dropped his fucking... Candy floss... On his head. And it's got in it... It's mixed in with all his fucking makeup and... Went this weird fucking yellowy colour. And he reminds me, he looks like the fucking. Remember that thing? It was like it was like a, an orange, and somebody had put like the mouth and the eyes on it. It looked well weird. That's what Donald Trump looks like. Just a fucking, a fat tangerine. With a fucking depressed look on its face. He should be embarrassed of himself. I think if he was any brighter, he would be. Like, if his, if his IQ was, like, in double figures, he might be a bit embarrassed by what he's doing and what he's saying and shit, and even his hair. Like I am. I, I get embarrassed really easily. And during this fucking lockdown has been no exception. Because you can't, like, there was that period where you couldn't do shit. And I think I'm the only one that I know of who doesn't have anybody around them in their immediate circle who's a fucking hairdresser. Because I'm the only one that's went full lockdown for my hair. Like the Tom, the Tom Hanks castaway. I look like Noel Gallagher with fucking crow's nesting on his head. It's a fucking joke. And I still need to wait till the 19th of July to get it fucking cut. Which is a pain in the ass because it looks it looks terrible now. What's it going to look like in a couple of weeks? I suppose it'll be more satisfying when it does come off. The longer that it is. Just feel the weight off my head. I'll be able to fucking... I won't have the pains in my neck anymore from holding it up. Yeah, my hair isn't even the worst part. I'm start, I'm getting a bit fucking paranoid and a bit ashamed of my, my body. I've always thought I should have been on that Embarrassing Bodies programme. Because when, when I'm clothed, when I've got clothes on, I don't look bad. I think if, I think if you were to look at me with clothes on, you'd be like, uh, oh, he's, he's quite, he's quite in an average, in average shape. Like he's, he looks like he'd 
takes care of himself. As soon as that fucking t-shirt comes off, I tell you. It's like a fucking... It's like somebody's dropped an omelette on the fucking floor. That's what my fucking body looks like. But it's weird though, because I'm in one of those situations where I've been eating less. Although I have been eating, what I have been eating has been not the greatest. Because just with being on the back shift and stuff. It's the, the back shift doesn't make it easy to eat well. Because you're eating at weird times and you're coming in late at night and you just want something quick to fucking munch on and whatever. It's, you do get roped into just fucking, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just shove that on that in a microwave. Then you end up fucking eating like a fucking astronaut or something. But like, I don't know, like it's that it's a weird thing where like I feel lighter. I feel a lot lighter and I can see in my face, my face is a bit slimmer. But my bathroom scales are telling me otherwise. It's like my body's telling me, it's like, oh, I think, I think we're getting somewhere here. And then I go on my bathroom scales and they're like, nah, are you fuck me? Like fucking hell, you're getting you're getting even heavier. What the fuck's going on, mate? And I'm standing there fucking dumbfounded. They fucking yeah, but, yeah, but my body. It's embarrassing. And even if I am losing, I'm at that weird bit where you've got like certain parts are still sort of sticking out. Like, I've lost weight in certain places, but then I've still, I've got that, I've just got that little fucking sort of beer belly pouch and uh, a slight perkiness to my tits, which is annoying because that's what, that, that's the bit that you notice. The, per, the perky bitties are the, are the bitties that poke through your fucking clothes. And it just makes you look worse, even though you're actually in a better shape than what you were. I'd actually rather be fully fat or fully slim than be anywhere in the middle. Because all those, like, when you've only got, like, little bits sticking out and pouches here, there, here and there, it just makes it look a lot worse because lo everything looks out of proportion. It's fucking weird. Ah, well. I don't have to, I suppose I don't really have to bother. It's not like I'm fucking an actor and I'm on camera all the time and I need to look good for my audience or anything like that because you're only listening to my voice. You don't know what I fucking look like. Well, you do now, but... You wouldn't have known unless I told you. And it's not it's not like you have to see it. So who cares really? I heard somebody saying that like, oh like 
you only have to you have to look good. I think it was Bill Burr actually. He said it's your it's kind of your job to look good if you're an actor or you're a uh, a performer on like uh, on movies or like TV shows or whatever. But if you if you feel the need to look like good physically for uh, around the house with your partner, there's a fucking notification again. You gonna fuck off? If you feel the need to like look brilliant around the house in front of your partner, then there's a good chance your partner doesn't love you enough. Because you should, they should be, they should be with you because of the person, not because of the six pack. Which is true. I mean, everybody's got standards. Like, I don't think everybody should just, like, fucking let themselves go to a point where it's massively unhealthy. And... Obviously, you should still be able to enjoy looking at each other. But I don't think it has to be perfect. Am I right? Oh, fuck knows, I probably not. I'll probably get trashed, even just for saying that. Although I get trashed. The, the trashing only happens in my own head. The voice in my head is who I argue with. When I'm sitting here saying I get nervous about posting stuff and, and that, like, because oh, of the backlash and whatever the cat, the backlash is coming from a fucking mitten herself. Nobody cares what I'm saying. Except me. So I'm just arguing with myself. So in the spirit of that, I wanted, I wanted to speak about something that came to my attention when I was in work this week. And that is like I spoke about having to listen to the radio all the time, and how much eighties music was getting on my nerves. But what it also does is it opens your ears, I suppose, to bands and songs that have got this fucking elite status. And it makes you realise, listening listen to them all the time makes you realise how fucking overrated some of them are. It's unbelievable. Even songs that are, that are that were once good, they've been played so much, so overplayed, that they're just terrible now. Like... I was sitting in work the other day and for about the, the 60th time this week Freebird by Leonard Skinner came on and I am fucking sick to death of that song. It's absolute shite. Like not in terms of like I don't want to I don't want to criticise the musicianship Individually, they're all good musicians and there's a lot of skill in the playing of that song. 
as a as a piece as a song it's just fucking brutal to listen to the start of it's fucking boring it's boring as fuck me <laughs> You're just like, oh, fucking hell. I'm as free as a bird now. And it goes on for fucking ages. You're like, oh, Jesus. Somebody fucking change the channel. And then... Just when you're, you think you're a bit dead from the boredom, the song changes, and the guitarist fucking takes a line of coke or something, and he just starts fucking going mental. But then, then, then it just starts sounding like a fucking. A donkey's been shot in the fucking ankle. Or something. <laughs> and it's just that the whole way fucking through to the end. And again, I'm not I'm not denying the fucking the skill in the guitar playing. But fuck me. Does it hurt your ears after a while? And then after that an REM song came on about the seventh REM song for that day. I've always I fucking hate REM. They're one of the most overrated bands on the planet. That fucking Baldy mall, that baldy spoofer that sings for them. Everybody hurts sometimes. His voice just goes right through me, it's nasally as fuck. That's me in the corner, that's me in the spot. Right, losing my magic. Other songs are just like that. Like some of their songs just seem to me like they're trying too hard to be like emotive. They're trying to fucking bring out your fucking hidden feelings or something. You're just like, I can't, how can I fucking... Like, the only inner feeling I'm bringing out is my anger towards your fucking voice. Like, you've got a fucking clothes peg on your nose before you go into the fucking vocal booth. You can take that off and then go on it and see how it sounds, because I guarantee it'll, be, it'll sound a lot better than what you're fucking doing and what you've been doing your whole career. Shiny, happy people only... 
That's when you just want to take a fucking sledgehammer to the radio. When he starts fucking wailing like a fucking pelican. Pelican with fucking issues. But, I don't know. I remember being in a band. I've got some good memories actually from being being in a band and playing gigs. And the funny thing is, is my band was probably no better than REM. We weren't, weren't fucking by any stretch the same kind of music. But the fact that they're fucking selling millions of fucking records and we barely got out of fucking Scotland playing fucking pub basements. It basically tells the story, doesn't it? But it was good. I enjoyed it for the most part. I'm I'm a I'm a creative guy. So I enjoy I always enjoyed the creative process. Going into the rehearsal studio, writing the songs, arranging them. And then going into the studio, recording them, putting them in order and releasing it, and seeing what everybody thought. That was always my favourite part of being in a band. The the gigs and stuff like the like going out, like touring and playing playing in pubs to like about three people a night. That was I was I was a bit. Eh. About that kind of stuff. Like the, the half hour or so. That you're on stage is fun. But everything around about it. Is just a fucking. Nightmare. I fucking hated it. I hated how like being told. Right. Uh, the gig starts at 8. You guys are on at 10. But be here for four o'clock in the afternoon. You're like, what? Six hours before we're fucking meant to be playing. You're wanting us to turn up at the fucking venue. To do what? Like, sound check. You go here, fucking sound check. And I will, I, I will concede. I preferred having a sound check before a gig because one of my biggest things was I got, I always used what my biggest thing about nerves what used to cause most of my anxiety before I went on stage was not knowing what the equipment was going to be like my equipment the fucking the venue's equipment because it's embarrassing when something like stops working when something cuts out and you have and you're fucking scrambling about the stage trying to work out what it is and then trying to fix it. It's not your fault, but the people watching don't fucking know that. They're fucking clueless. All they do is they see you fucking scrambling about and the music sounds fucking awful. And they just start pissing themselves laughing and going, Oh look at the fucking state of this. Fucking wankers. They're no, they, they, they're uh, they're no clued up on it. 
So it's fucking embarrassing when that happens. So I always used to get nervous about like, oh, like I hope I hope the fucking the amplifiers are are working okay. I hope the PA works all right. I hope none of my leads stop like are fucking damaged. I hope my pedals don't start fucking playing up. I hope nothing comes loose inside of my guitar. Is all this shit's running through my head? In addition to fucking remembering how to play and sing the songs. Yeah. So I liked having a sound check, but having to turn up that fucking early. The worst ones were like, I, I remember getting told like, I would turn up at this time for a sound check, fucking mega early. And then you've got to wait, if, like if you're on first, if you're the first band on, you've got to obviously wait for all the other bands to have their sound check. And then you sound check last because it makes sense because if you sound check last then your stuff's already up there and then you go on first so there doesn't there's no really ch- a changeover, and I always liked that because that's another one of the worst parts about being in a band is having to set up your gear. It's just fucking tedious, plugging shit in and fucking making sure this wire's in the right fucking socket and blah blah blah. It's just fucking annoying having to fucking hook your stuff about and fucking pull it out of bags, put it back in the bag and then take it back out the bag again. So being on first was great because you just had to take your stuff out, sound check and then you just left it there. And then you went up and played and then you put your stuff away. But I remember turning up to a few sound checks, waiting for all the bands and all the bands took fucking ages there was there was one in particular at the at the garage in Glasgow, where we were there and we were all fucking excited in it because we got that was a, one of the first ones we actually got a, a dressing room. So we were in there, waiting on other the other bands doing their sound checks, and they all took fucking ages. They like and the ba- bands will do this where like they, they take their time and say, "No, we need to get everything absolute perfect." When you go up, it's never the fucking same anyway. Sometimes the sound checks are utterly pointless because they do the sound check and then you go on stage and it sounds fuck all like what it sounded like sound check. So they're, they're all taking fucking ages and by the time they're all finished sound check, there's no time for us to sound check. So, so we, we get up there and the fucking, the, the sound engineers are literally telling our drummer to sound check without cymbals. What's the fucking point of that? I just sound check with the symbols. You didn't need the symbols. So like you fucking does need the symbols. I mean, how are you going to get the levels when like uh, and then when we we'll go on and he puts his symbols on? What like how like how are you, you going to legislate for the effect that the symbols have on the on the overall sound? And how are we going to play the song without symbols? We need symbols for like certain cues and shit. It's fucking like. And then we, so we ended up not sound checking, and we just did what they call a line check, and it went fine. So like, line the fuck off. So line line checking's all right. I did prefer a sound check, but like, it just got fucking piss annoying when you were getting having to turn up mega early just to fucking sit there and wait. And then you're sitting waiting and then other, like that just allows the nerves and the anxiety to fucking play on your mind a lot more. 
And then you add, and then you factor in having to fucking be nice to the other bands. Not that like it's not it's not so much being nice to them, it's like nice then to them as people that annoys me. It's having to lie to them. I always hated that, like, when you, you play, you, if you're on after a band and they've just played their set and they were fucking rancid. Not the band rancid, just rancid the word. And, like, like they sounded fucking terrible. And they're coming off just as you're going on. And you sort of, you force yourself to, to praise them. Like, you force yourself to go like, oh, that was really good, man. Fucking loved your set. And in your head you're like, no you fucking didn't. And in, in your head you're saying you're saying to them, you were fucking shite, mate. That was absolutely atrocious. I'm fucking sorry that anybody wasted had to waste half an hour of their life listening to that fucking drivel. But that what's coming out of your mouth is like, oh yeah, brilliant, I'm sure they all enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Fucking f- magnificent. The next Iron Maiden. It couldn't be further from the truth. That annoyed me. Because it goes back to the authenticity thing. It, just, it wasn't authentic. It was it was just fake praise. So what I started doing. Is I just started saying well done. And not elaborating. I just used to say well done mate. And give the thumbs up. Because it was more like that I didn't think that they were good. But it was like well done for getting on stage and having the balls to play that shit in front of people. It was acknowledging their fucking, their courage and their bravery rather than it was praising their fucking musical ability. Which again felt more authentic. Cause like, and then you've got to fucking hang about with them as well. Which was always annoying if they thought you were good. They were trying to align themselves to you because it's all about networking. And uh, one of the other guys in my band was really good at it because he used to be, a, he, he promoted gigs and stuff like that as well. So he was into all the networking and because he wanted, he wanted to know a lot of bands to get us gigs and then to get, to put on gigs himself. So he was into all that, sort of going around and getting to know everybody and like sort of creating ties with them. But I I always just sat there and was just like, I don't want to fucking speak to any of you. Especially after a bad gig. If we, did, if we didn't play well, I, I, I struggled to put on a face a fake smile and be like oh yeah let's play gigs together sometime and yay because I was too busy sitting in the corner of the room with my head pressed against my knees hoping that fucking somebody would start a fire in the whole fucking place and would all burn to a fucking crisp I would just stay in the corner I wouldn't evacuate But, yeah, good fucking memories, eh? I'm going to be start telling some stories. 
about my band, my gigging days, and stuff. Something to talk about, is it? Something extra to put on the podcast that's not that's not super serious. But uh Oh yeah, that was the other thing I was gonna do. If anybody uh has any ideas, like if they want to ask a question and they want me to answer it on the podcast or if they just have a topic that they want to hear me talk about then feel free to like comment or send me a message on Facebook or whatever. Uh, and I'll if I if I can answer it and if I if I'd feel up to fucking talking about it, then I will. Nothing's off limits here. Cause I'm I'm back to the old me, the authentic me. I don't give a fuck. I'll fucking take what you have to offer and I will tell it like it is. No ifs, ands or maybes. No apologies. Fuck it. YOLO. You only live once. But that's about all I've got time for. That's about all I've got in the tank, to be honest. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I might as well leave you with this while we're on the subject of bands and shit. This is a song that came on the radio in work and I think it's the greatest song I've heard. And I think the reason I think it's the greatest song that I've heard in a long time is because of the the toll that 80s music and overrated bands has taken on my head and on my ears. But honestly, this is a Stone Cold banger. This should be getting played in clubs all over the country and all over Europe. Because it is, it's, a, it's a natural floor filler. It really is. So, thanks again for listening. Uh, once again, check out the blog. Subscribe to the podcast if you're liking it. And this, and yeah. We'll see you again. Well, I'll speak to you again and you'll hear me in uh, episode four, which I'll be coming fuck knows when, but so it'll be sometime soon. So yeah, I'll leave you with Anna by Trio.